It's time to start promoting a cause. Some people's names are synonymous with the conditions they live with. When you hear the name Terry Fox, you automatically think of cancer. When you hear Muhammad Ali or Michael J. Fox, Parkinson's comes to mind. When you hear the name Christopher Reeves, you might remember that he played Superman, but you'll also remember that he had a spinal cord injury. When you hear the name Cassidy Megan, you should automatically think about epilepsy awareness and the great efforts that a very young woman has made to make a difference not only in Nova Scotia or in Canada, but around the world. Cassidy Megan inspired 85 countries to officially recognize March 26th as Purple Day, the marquee day for epilepsy awareness. She's an impressive young woman who's gone on to do many other things, but continues to stay connected with epilepsy awareness. And if you recall from a few weeks back, I promised a lengthy conversation would be coming. And here it is now on Promoting a Cause. Tell me your story in your words. I was diagnosed with epilepsy at age seven, and I, so I felt really alone. And I knew that my aunt may have had epilepsy, but no, it's not my age. So, and there was a lot of stigma that did and still does come with it, with people can lose their jobs, their friends, they get made fun of. But in grade two, the Epilepsy Association of Nova Scotia came to my class, they did a presentation, and when I seen how well my classmates and friends were all like asking questions, they were really interested, they gave me the courage to just speak out and stand up and be like, hey, I have epilepsy. Um, at that time, some of my friends stopped inviting me over because like God say no, they mean there's nothing of it about epilepsy, and so it was like the fear of the unknown. Um, but after some explanation, after explaining some more and everything, they came around. But I want there to just be one day where everyone with and without epilepsy can come together as one, support each other, and learn more, and spread awareness, and help raise stigma that much further. What was your light bulb moment, if you want, where you realized that your dream of a day in the world for epilepsy was going to become reality. So when, the, when the Epilepsy Association of Nova Scotia joined on the first, I was like, wow, this is like an organization that's coming on to help. This is amazing. This will definitely help my goal with it going worldwide. Because the Epilepsy Association of Nova Scotia and me joined forces with the Nia Coffin Foundation in the U.S. At the time, I didn't know much else with geography. So I was like, oh my God, it's so huge. With us all teaming up and pulling resources and connections and friends and group, it I just see it grow and grow. And then one day we were working on something. It's like Purple Day is now celebrating 85 countries and every continent in the world. I'm like, holy crap! It's like actually writing it down. I was like, I think that's when it really hit me. Hit me like we only really like realized how big it is. You uh, continue to do a lot of work for epilepsy awareness. What do you do to keep things going and keep people engaged? Um, well, we post, we do a lot of posting about like different events that people have going on like, in different parts of the world and 
we I, I answer messages that people comment on sort of post or if they'll send me messages through Facebook or social media platforms, I'll answer them. I've been doing video posts more too, trying to like, interact more like on a vocal level, level more than just typing. I recently put out so like, like a little like, Instagram contest kind of, so I get them engaged that way and I try to get people to share their stories with me so and with their friends and family and I share their stories on the Purple A pages. Every story helps someone else speak up and talk about their epilepsy and it furthers the awareness too. You mentioned a little earlier that when you first told everyone that you had epilepsy, some friends backed away and invitations to do things stopped for a while. What was it that actually brought them back around and realized that this isn't something that you need to be afraid of? It was more general. It's like um, when they learn what kind of seizures I have and that like, we talked to them, told them like, what if I had a seizure, just this is the things to do. Um, don't panic. I'd be tired and confused afterwards. Oh no, I am the same person. I just have, you just now know this fact about me that I hid for a bit. So I was like, I love it doesn't change a person. It just is a part of them. And it's just finding ways to adapt. Are there things that you do daily to manage it? Uh, you mentioned medication, but are there also strategies that you have just in your daily routine? It's different with everybody. Um, like there's a lot of different things that people around the world are trying and work for different people. For me, like my seizure triggers that we know is um, overstress, lack of sleep, uh, strobe lights, and sometimes they just happen. So I just try to like time management is always a good helpful thing to do, to do and know um, and making sure you get, get lots of rest and take my medications. So when you say get a lot of rest, do you need to get more than the average person to offset? Or is it just, for example, that you can't pull an all-nighter? So it's more keeping like a rate like sleep that um, like people are supposed to get. It's to stay around that schedule. And it's, it can be difficult with like you're, if you're working or if you're in school, like the past few nights, I've been up till like one thirty working on homework in the morning. Um, so like that's not the best. So like when I get home, I'll take a nap and cut, try to catch up on on sleep that way. We don't have to sleep and rest more than others. It's just making sure we maintain the rest that pe- people in general are supposed to get. What about dietary restrictions? Are there any foods that are known to be triggers? Um, not. For me, um, some people with some people, yeah. So ketogenic diet. Some that some people have gone that I've talked to online, they have gone on that diet and it's helped them. And as I said before, like everyone's different. Um, I try not to like recommend things. Like every person's different with their seizures and with their what they their routines and what they do that help prevent their seizures happening. If you can have a seizure at any given time as you're going through your day, and I assume making people aware of your condition, like your instructors, teachers, whomever, is a very important part of what you do. Have they been as accommodating as you'd think they would be when you blank out and miss pieces of material? My, with, I'm lucky with my 
like instructors, my friends, like before I started my course, I had a meeting with all my instructors and I talked to them about my epilepsy and what all can happen. So like if I message them, be like, hey, I had a seizure. It's okay if I have an extension on this. Or can we meet up and you can explain it to me this to me again? And we'll set up a time. They're really good with that. Some places aren't as much. That's part of the stigma with it too. Like some people don't tell their coworkers or their fac- or their like, faculty if they have epilepsy because they'll get fired or kicked out. And I have a friend who was actually he went through. He had epilepsy, went through brain surgery, was seizure-free for 22 months, and then overnight took a seizure. In between then and now, he has lost three jobs from it, from having to call in sick from a seizure. And he's working on his job now, and they're really understanding about it, which is really great. But, like, it's definitely hard sometimes. Now, when you were talking about experimenting with different kinds of lighting and things like that for the video production element, did you have to be concerned at all having epilepsy and dealing with different kinds of lights, or is it just strobe lights that are an issue? With So strobe lights have to do with close sensitivity, and um, again, some people, it can be like a light flicker, a slight flicker of a light. Can, set, can cause a seizure with me. Usually it's like um, police siren lights or too much like rapid lightning or rapid fireworks, stuff like that. I, so there is some projects where people th- are wanting to do like a, a thunder and lightning part, portion. So at that, so when they go to record that, I'll step out of the room and I'll get one of the other, one of my other classmates to come and get me when it's over. And then I we continue on. So it's working around it um, a lot. Yeah, it's so like all my classmates. I've told all my classmates that I have epilepsy and like that I am that I'm sensitive to like strobe lights. So they're all really good with making sure that I'm either out of the room when they're happening or to try make them not, try make them not there. Are there any careers that you know because of epilepsy you'd have to rule out for yourself? Anything with like. Driving, I can't do, because um, I, for me, I had to be seizure free for two years. Um, that also varies with people, so I have to like carpool with um, other crew members. Where are you doing modeling? Um, I'm with a Soli Production Agency Management Agency. It's a New York agency in Halifax. She's um, trying to expand her company more, but we. She's actually going international, um, but we. Uh, I do a lot of. I do a lot of prints, so like photos, um, photo shoots. I also like fa- doing the fashion shows as well. So when you're going out on a runway or whatever the setup is for the day, do you have to be mindful of the lenses on the cameras and the flashes? And I am mindful of that. Um, with the f- photo shoots, I tell the photographers, I'm like. Both the photos of flashing lights and everything, and so they take breaks between the photos, so it's not as rapid. As for fashion shows, fashion shows in Halifax, I know a lot of the photographers now, so they know about epilepsy, and they try to be mindful of that, too. Um, if the flashes ever do get too much, I think I'd probably either look off somewhere it's not at the cameras or be very short on the runway. You're also into archery, I understand. I was a uh, Canada Games top contender, um, female contender for compound. I had to miss it on that 
for some health issues, though. I was in a car accident, so my, I still had, like, whiplash and everything when the Canada Games tryouts came came around, so I couldn't compete in the second round for tryouts. But I'm focused to my goal set more on going to, like, archery world. I'm, there's no age restriction for that, so I can go at any time, so I have more time to practice and up my skill level again. Of the list of awards that you have received, is there one that's particularly special to you? And if so, why? They all have, a, like, a special meaning, kind of, and it's it's hard to pick which one I'm most proud of or which one that, that means the most. Did any of the accolades or awards that you receive surprise you more than any of the others? The uh, 2017 Princess Diana Award I was surprised about. Um, the Queen's Diamond Jubilee. Um, BMO, I recently had a event where they take they take like a group of women who've made a change in the communities, don't tell the person who's chosen, they just invite them to their event. And so I was one of the ones chosen this year. We were invited and they didn't tell us why. It's like, oh, you should come to this. And we're like, okay. We almost had to cancel, but they were very persistent. Like, we didn't really clue in, though. We are like, oh, okay. So we managed to do like, work. We were there. And then they, before they, as tonight goes on, they talk, they read a bio of the person. And after they found me in the bio, they say, please welcome up. And I say the, the recipient's name. And I looked at her mom, like, did you know what's happening? And she's next to me crying. Like, I guess not. What are your future goals for Purple Day? A lot of just continue to raise awareness, continue to try to erase the stigma um, to the point where people won't have to worry about getting fired or being kicked out of their schools or losing friends and where people will know that you can't swallow your tongue during a seizure. There's, I've asked people, like, if like, I ask them, do you know what to do if you see me choking? And most of the time, their answer is yes. After that, I continue to ask them, if I had a seizure, would you know what to do? And the odd one will say yes, but the majority have no clue. And so I'm trying to, so just trying to continue raising awareness and educating people about epilepsy and what is one message that you would like to share with anyone else who might be recently diagnosed about epilepsy and how you can live your life with it? Speak out about epilepsy. Don't be ashamed or afraid. Stand up, tell your story, and and even like going to different events that are going on. Like if you look, if they look up Purple Day and see different events, they and they go attend them. That could help them see that like a visual aspect that they're not alone and that it's okay to talk about. You have to make adaptations. So if me get lost, get like the right proper amount of sleep, like I can't go swimming alone. And when I do go swimming, if I go past my waist, I have to have a life jacket. I say a lot like it, the epilepsy is a part of you. It doesn't define you. It's just really important to know that like you're not alone. I appreciate very much you taking the time to spend with me here on Promoting a Cause. Thank you so much. That was my conversation with Purple Day founder Cassidy Megan. If you want to learn more about Purple Day and the awareness that it has created around epilepsy, you can visit purpleday.org. My name's Daryl Osborne. Thanks for being part of Promoting a Cause.